Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode, Christopher and Kunku to Chelsea. Here we go. Maybe, sort of. Let's find out. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. And I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some lions, Ollie and Berth. So, so, before we deep dive into some tasty Chelsea news, what were your highlights of the weekend? Knew you were going to ask that. I always uh, do. <laughs> uh, I did go and get one of those uh, it, people who were watching in the last episode. Uh, there's a, a place where I live where they do a whole uh, roast dinner in a Yorkshire pudding. And uh, that was my <laughs> highlight of the weekend because I went and got one. Any good? Oh, it was absolutely magnificent. It was brilliant. Oh, what, what was the best vegetable? Vegetable? Ooh. Yeah, was it the carrots? Was it the roasts? <laughs> the carrots were pretty good, I can't <laughs> lie. What about you, Berth? Um, to be honest, it's a bit of a... Nothing really happened on my weekend, to be honest. But what I will say is I've got a week off now. So I guess Ooh. that was a plus for me. That was a nice little bonus for so me. That so that was what it was. Yeah. What yeah. you were looking forward to most at the weekend was looking forward to your week off. Exactly. Yeah. Looking uh, forward to not doing anything at all for this week. Oh, nice. No, you can't ever complain at that. What I can complain about, and we're all ready for this one, no one gives a shit apart from me. Seahawks lost to the Raiders in overtime last night. Yeah, that's not not great. No, I wasn't wasn't pleased. But Drink. but but the Russell Wilson trade just keeps getting better and better for me because his Broncos lost yet again, meaning the first round draft pick currently will be a top five. <laughs> ding right. ding ding! It's yeah. the NFL oh. bell. bell. Can, can oh. I just clarify? Right, I, I see that. Uh, these draft things all the time, and it's on TikTok at the minute. I I don't get it. Where do they? Where does this draft happen? Why does it happen? Why does it not happen? Like essentially, uh... essentially, the college players because it's like a closed league. There's no like academies. Ah, okay, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. players from the college, the best ones, obviously, will be picked first, and then teams who have the worst record get to pick first unless they trade away for players etc yeah it's very interesting listeners and we do have nfl fans listening but now we're... the now the 98 <laughs> percent of everyone stopped listening why don't we jump to the elevator of chelsea uh, well the world the world <laughs> the world cup sort of turned people off which is a shame but they'll be they'll be back once once bournemouth is that's you'll our first be, game but you'll be all back. be back right time to head to the newsroom Kai Havertz. Uh, apparently, he was he was frustrated at questions over what his best position is following Germany's World Cup defeat to Japan. Now, it's safe to say Havertz underwhelmed leading the line for his nation as Germany fell to a 2-1 defeat in their opening game in Qatar. Many doubting his credentials to lead the line at the top level. And when he was asked about it in a press conference, the 23-year-old was quite honest. He said that the position position issue is really getting on my nerves now everyone knows that i can play on the right on the left as a number nine and as a number 10 of course the positions are different but i can play anything up front he then added i really like the number nine position but i also know that as a striker you have to score goals if i play there again on sunday he didn't i'll give my best once more i mean what do you think Um, any of those (laughs) I mean, I, I personally think that he's 
he's better off centrally. Um, I, I think on, his best on the bench. No, and he's oh. got talent. He has. He's definitely got talent. He's just one of those players who's just so frustrating to watch. Um, I don't think he's best off on the left or right. I don't think he's great there. Um, I think I think centrally, probably as a number nine or a false nine is probably his best position. I'd say. I think as a number ten, I don't think he's creative enough. I think he can be quite clumsy on the ball, uh, but he's fantastic in the air. Is that a reference so, to when he uh, stood on the ball in our last game, fell over? <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, he's not the only quite Chelsea. literally clumsy on the ball. It was hilarious. He, that was. He's, he's not the only Chelsea attacker that's clumsy on the ball. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, look, the lad's talented, but I don't know what his best position is. I'd say centrally, but I don't know if that's a ten or a nine. He so he himself Difficult sounds one. confused in that, where he says, "I like being a number nine, and I can also create, and I can also go out." What he himself sounds confused. Yeah, I mean, Kai has the sort of same problems as the rest of our attack right now. Zero consistency from every game you watch. I mean, it's a shame that, if I'm honest, our last consistent players in attack were Hazard and Willian. It's just so crazy to think. If you actually do sit down and think for a bit, you think, yeah, it's them two. I mean, it's mad. Yeah. Oh, wow. He, he, again, he's another underrated player that we just appreciate more now he's left. Giroud? Mm. Was Giroud consistent? I know like, Giroud... He was when he Consistently got handsome. That's what Giroud is. He, he is oh, a very good-looking go- boy. What a gorgeous He's a very good-looking boy. Um, but was oh. he consistent? Like, I mean, um, there were some games with him where I thought, uh, he's not doing anything. Then he'd just pop up with a bicycle kick, so... I don't know if Castro is consistent. It's a difficult one of him. Mm. I, I mean, consistently scored goals. Oh yeah, and worldies. Always a worldie. Now it's interesting you say Giroud, because let's talk about another forward. Now, do you remember Romelu Lukaku? Now, if you don't know who's that, yeah, it sounds like is... he, it sounds, do you know what he sounds. I don't know who he is, but he sounds like he gives a terrible interview. Well, that's interesting because he's currently out on loan at Inter Milan. Well, former Inter Milan president. Massimo Moratti spoke about the uh, forwards return to Milan and he had this to say we almost forgot that Inter have to do without the player that, that they based everything on a big rip off because he practically never played I mean who do you think got more ripped off Inter or us when we paid a club record fee yeah, I, th- I I think I'd struggle to to say it was Inter considering <laughs> we gave them 100 million for the privilege of him being shit and then um, we'll, we'll have five million of uh, that yeah. back. Yeah, do you and... know what? We'll, we'll take five percent of that, and you can have him, and he can be shit yeah, for you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what what do you think, Berth? I mean, yeah, ninety-seven million for someone who basically came out and said he didn't want to be here. It's it's not great. Is it? I think we've been ripped off massively. Started off well, went downhill very quickly, and uh, yeah, it's just a typical Chelsea thing, though, isn't it? Really. Well, I mean, never before you say that actually is very interesting because never before have I encountered a football club that seems to just be hooked on doing trash business in the market. You know, you think of it from this angle. Chelsea allowed one of the top players on the team to depart for free since they wouldn't pay him. That would be Rudiger. Then after selling Giroud, we downgraded both times when we tried to replace him. We have to look at that. In, I know it's hindsight, but it's a fact we've downgraded. And we could soon have several players making 300k every week. And none of them, I'd say, could explain how they earn such insane sums of money. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very, very good point. Uh, the only, the only thing I would disagree with you on that is that Man United are clearly more of a circus than we are in the market. But that, that would, like, that is not a high bar. <laughs> it's not the greatest thing to measure ourselves against, is it? I, I, I mean, people. <laughs> did you see Kevin De Bruyne having to listen to Lukaku's advice and then just completely disregard it? I wouldn't be so. I wouldn't listen to Lukaku's advice either. It was quite funny. It was just mm, be yeah. fair. Mm. Cool. Did, did you hear De Bruyne's interview after the last Belgium game? The last oh, about saying how the Belgium squad are all too old and there's no chance of them winning the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, that for what positivity. Is, what, what is it with Belgium? <laughs> he literally like, just, said absolutely no chance. Do they all like just talk about like oh, I'm going to do this shit interview next? Maybe it's Eden Hazard's turn to like then go and do a shit interview and then. On to to be fair, he, and... he did say something like recently about the the whole like we just want to oh, play yeah, football the Germany, at the World yeah. Cup. So like, I don't know, like maybe they're all just taking it in turns. It's yeah. just how can I upset the cut the apple cart today? I'm going to say something about we've got what chance have we got? Fuck all, fuck all. We're not winning this World Cup. <laughs> We're going out. You know what I think it's like. You know what I think it's like. Have any of you two ever watched Impractical Jokers? Yes. Oh, I think I know where this is uh, going. <laughs> I think they've all got an earpiece in when they're doing interviews and people are telling them what to say. <laughs> I think that's Now tell them we've got no chance. Oh. Tell them you want to go Oh, he said it! Oh, <laughs> oh well, man. Yeah, I'm sure that's what's happening. I mean, yeah. I mean, Morocco have been quite uh, quite impressive. and That Akim Ziyech looks good, don't he? He doesn't half look bad. We'll talk about him later on, actually. But one forward player to another... We have a positive Mason Mount update, everyone. Contracts. Yes, it's positive. So uh, I, I will honestly I will I will give you my house if this is actually positive. It is. I swear it is. <laughs> so Matt Law spoke about this on the Londonese Blue Pod and he said talks over Mount's new contract will resume very quickly after the World Cup. Some of the talks got held up because people with the ownership were away and some of the meetings couldn't happen before the World Cup. The relationship between Mason's people and the new owners is good. I expect him to sign an extension. I mean, that is a positive update. I, I mean, I can't say it's not. I think you'd find a considerable amount of the fan base who might say that's not a good update. Are you telling me there are Chelsea fans that don't like Mason Mount? What? There are Chelsea fans who don't like most of our players. Oh, who, who who's this player? He, he plays for you guys. Oh, I hate him. Hate him. Yeah. Despise him. Ah, oh, don't want him. I genuinely saw people coming for Lewis Hall after he, like, you know, played uh, a couple of games in a row. People were like, he's not good enough. I was just like, oh my, take a day off. My God. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why we keep pushing this positive narrative at the end of episodes because there's, there's so much rubbish. It's, it's just like, okay, look, we're all entitled to our opinion and I respect that everyone has an opinion. Doesn't mean we have to agree to it. But wow, just don't just absolutely be so toxic to people that have a slightly different view. You know, I respect the team's view on the Jude Bellingham versus Enzo Fernandez debate. Mine's different, but I don't go around their houses and torch them. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I've, I've got the best opportunity because I'm far away. I've got time to prepare. I'm sorry. I, I'm just outside their houses at night with a, a flame going, boo, boo. Perfect. Mikey is currently outside Berth's van with just like a a, a lighter and a can of lead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the Simpsons episode where they all come for a home outside his house. That's what it's like. Oh, that's it? brilliant. But just Mikey. Yeah. They're going the wrong way. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
we, let's all agree, we see Mason Mount signing an extension, don't we? I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. don't see him not doing it. I, I think the rumoured 300k week was a bit steep for anyone, really. Um, I, I it, think that could have been for clicks. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. But it, it does, it actually it, it frustrates me so much in Mason Mount. And look, obviously you're a bit biased, me especially because I love Mason Mount. But it actually you know, makes me cringe sometimes because people just love gunning for Mason Mount um, for whatever reason. They just don't like him. Even when they play for England, people say, oh, he's rubbish, he's not growing, this and that. Mason Mount's a fantastic footballer he's, he's just an absolute scapegoat for Chelsea and England yes he's not had a great season yes he didn't play well against USA but he's a fantastic player and he's been our player of the year past two years now you can't just get rid of him you can't just let him go he's clearly a superstar in the making he's not there yet but he will be just you've got to stop being so fickle on him and for the rest of the players really mm, no it's it's fair I, I mean I think English fans just like to hate things and people and anyone stuff. I, like, because the the I mean, let's be honest. It, it's very, it's a very fickle kind of world because you know, not to talk too much about England, but obviously England played very well in their game against Iran, and then everyone said they were going to win the World Cup, and then they drew to America, and everyone said they were awful and the worst team in the tournament, and uh, they should all be executed. Yeah. So, you, you know, I think people are just really emotional about stuff, especially online. Oh, I, I have to take it all with a pinch of salt these days because just people just say whatever. Yeah, I think that's very fair because yeah, it's just a wild it's a wild world out there with, with opinions. I, I did see as well, it's I didn't write it in the news, but about Man United looking at Christian Pulisic. And I thought, oh don't I I could see that going absolutely brilliant for him and awful for us. We won't sell to a, another Premier League rival though. Then our rival. <laughs> I think Brighton are our rivals at the minute. Brentford. <laughs> well, well, we seem to be getting all their players. We were linked with Robert Sanchez only the other day. Uh, well, if you can't yeah, beat him. He's a good keeper. I'm not going to disrespect the player. He's he's a very good keeper. And is he better than Mendy right now? Probably. Yeah, I would take him. Fits the system. So, though fitting the system is pretty much have you played for Brighton? It's it's not a very hard, you know, checklist to make. Did you play for Brighton, Hove Albion, or Grand Potter? Yes, are you in? You're a target. So, you know, if, if we want to go that route, Bettinelli will probably leave. So maybe Tom McGill or Jason Steele, they're both at Brighton. They're backup keepers. That'd be a nice little <laughs> move. Yeah. Uh, right. We finished the news roundup with the news that West Ham are preparing to sell Declan Rice for around 70 million. Rice will definitely leave West Ham this summer. And that there are two Premier League clubs ahead of Chelsea at the moment who have made big plays to sign Rice. That was from Matt Law again. Wow. I mean, this is a very interesting... I've seen people kick off about this because he's always oh, linked for us forever, forever, forever. But he's there's two clubs already ahead of us. I mean, I, I would assume Manchester United are probably going to be one. United are in for him because that that story's been around for a long time. The other yeah. one who might be in for him is Arsenal might be in for him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. He'd still stay in London. I, I just, I don't know. I can see him leaving. Mm. I could as well. The only thing that I'm confused about is why the valuation has has dropped so much because he's got one value, year left. But he's got a plus one. He's got an extension. Oh, who is it? Sure, in his contract. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's Mark Noble. You got to sign well, him as uh, well. Oh, 
Mm. We do need a director. Maybe. That's very true. Uh, no, I swear he has like a plus one. So maybe it's now they're actually having to think of actual reasonable prices to get him for before they, you know, because if he only did have one year left on his contract, he could probably just hold them to ransom and leave for 40 or 50. Mm. So yeah. maybe maybe that 70 is their sort of opening bargain by going, look, it's a lot less than it was. Mm. Take it or leave it. I, I mean, I look at this. We need an attacking midfield. We need a creator. That's what I know we need. We need a new midfield. We it do. Would, it wouldn't be a bad I place mean, to start. It's what what scared me with this is obviously this was sort of this bit of news came out with the Jude Bellingham thing, and it was that we will match any bid that's made for Bellingham, and I just I hate that narrative because you match any bid concept once that's out in the public public space if we miss out on Bellingham let's say we do I still feel we will that puts us in a ridiculous position if we want to go for a look a backup target because let's say Bellingham goes for 150 let's just say if we go and bid 30 million for a defensive mid or an attacking mid or whatever that club have every right to say that's not what you were going to pay for Bellingham so cough up and then we just look stupid we we will have to overpay but that is, that's the case. That's nothing to do with the with the idea that we'd match any bid for him. That's just mm. the, what it would be like with any expensive player. When you know, when you then, if you don't get a target, then you, uh, you know, clubs know that you've got money back in you, and so they're always going to try and squeeze you for a little bit more and make you pay through the nose. Mm. I mean, what do you think about? Did you see Declan Rice at Chelsea next year? I think it's one of them where he. I think he'd be keen on a move to Chelsea. I definitely think he would. Obviously, ties with Chelsea in the past and his friendship with Mason Mount. Um, I think we do need to revamp our midfield. I think Declan Rice, 70 million, is a fantastic place to start. I'm a big fan of him. Um, and he really gives us that steal in midfield. I think far too often this season, the last season, he's been carved open in midfield with no discipline. I think he'd had a bit more discipline to that midfield. So I'd, I'd be keen on that. The, the Drew Bellingham one is interesting, obviously. I made it clear on Twitter that I think he's an incredible player, one of our one of England's best midfielders for a long, long time. I don't see us going for Bellingham at all. Um, I, I think he's more Man City, Real Madrid. Level. I just don't. Uh, I don't see us getting him, even if we do match bids for him. Because even if yeah, we match yeah. bid with someone like Man City or Real Madrid, he's going to take one look at us and one look at them and go, "Well, it's obviously them." Exactly. I, I think Declan Rice would be keen on going to Chelsea. I think it. If you're going to target one of them, I, I think you should target Declan Rice because because of the ties, and I think he'd just be more interested. So I think that'd be the more sensible option. Would mm. I say no to Jude Bellingham coming to Chelsea? Absolutely not. But 150 million, 100 million, which will probably be around. Could buy um, a new midfield for us for that. <laughs> exactly, 70 million on Declan Rice, and I don't know, 40, 50 million on an attacking midfielder. There you go. The, I mean, the only other know, question is obviously. There, there is a question about whether we do end up with Rice or not because Bowley and Co will be looking at other targets and one name we've seen come up time and time again is Romeo Lavia of Southampton mm. uh, and he would be he's younger um, I think he's about 18 or 19 um, still looks absolutely incredible for Southampton and is about worth about 50 million I think you get cheaper younger and still very good Yeah, and then you do you then go on and you know, bid a high fee for a different player. You know, like you, you maybe if you instead of spending seventy on Rice, you spend 
40 on Lavia or 50 on Lavia, maybe then you do go and make a big well, bid for Bellingham. Well, the thing is, we have Cesare Cassade, and he was he's absolutely ripping it up in the development side. He scored a perfect scored a, hat-trick on yeah, the weekend. He's a, he, I really, and he scored we, a screamer about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, against Peterborough. Ridiculous. I, well, I did just say... That was the final bit of news. But we've got a wild card. Uh, Chelsea are closing in on Nkunku. The deal is apparently, this is a very interesting, I love this tweet. The medical already done, as reported in September. Agreement in place with Leipzig for more than the 60 million euro release clause. Easier payment terms. Long-term deal agreed starting from June 2023. Time to sign contracts. Then here we go from Fabrizio Romano. So now we all know here we go means it's done. So it's not done. Even though it's a sort of here we go, kind of here we go. Let's pause and have a calm. I mean, to be fair, when something is actually done, he says here we go confirmed. I I like to think, and I know this is depressing, but I actually think that clubs dropped out because of his injury. I think they Possibly. were. Good. I think they looked and thought, mm, no. I mean, we know. Look, look. Whether people like it or not, we're wealthy. We are so wealthy as a club that we can make stupid transfer moves like Lukaku, and we're fine. So I can sort of see why we've cemented this deal and just to get it over the line. I'm really hoping he's more Michael Ballack than some of the other Bundesliga imports we've had. But I have from faith he's heard, a talent. From what I've heard as well is that his injury isn't actually going to affect his play. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this on the Discord server, which listeners, so, check yeah. it out. Yeah, um, so if you there was um, someone in there who, who um, looks at this sort of thing and apparently mm. the, the ligament that he has hurt in his is it in his knee i think it is in his knee yes, yes his knee, um, yeah. it, uh it's for whatever reason it doesn't massively affect the performance of a player so i, I don't know like i think obviously like any player it's going to take him a little while to get back to fitness but mm. I, i'd like to see i'd like to know what the fee is because it said it's more than the 60 million i really i don't know personally i wouldn't want to see it higher than 70 but at least if the terms are good we can pay that over installments over years to come so Mm, true. I honestly can't for the life of me remember who that incredible individual was on the Discord server, and I'm sure they'll pop up on the server to remind Please us. Please remind us. We really do, because I genuinely can't remember, and I feel really guilty for it, because it was a really good detail breakdown they gave us. Right. The Monday Hot Take. The new segment we introduced a few weeks back, uh, just to catch you up, it's we judge a rate and opinion, said by either one of us for a pundit, a player, manager, even a fan. Then we judge it. Is it as hot as the Carolina Reaper pepper or a complete load of bollocks? Now, this week, it comes from a comment that I saw on a Hakim Ziet goal for Morocco. And this commenter, he said, or she said, Ziyech not playing at least as much as the rest of Chelsea attackers who are equally as shit most of the time is criminal. Each ball he puts in is so dangerous. Are we wasting a top tier talent there? Or is it just another one of those, the World Cup has shone a spotlight on an individual's best moment instead of their form if you know what i'm saying it's it's i, I i've got i've got an opinion about this so the the thing is with this is zh does not suit the way chelsea play right it's obvious he is going to be more suited to the way morocco plays because morocco needs to play to his strength and he's one of the best players on the team but he's not one of the best players in the chelsea team so the team isn't going to be set up to play to his strengths the other part of it is uh, as as far as ability gets you, attitude matters. Um, and Ziyech is a massive baby uh, and, you know, well-known to have backed um, Lukaku over, you know, his whole situation. Rightfully or wrongfully, 
but clearly he doesn't get on well with the squad. Like, there's more things at play than just, oh, he does good with his left foot. So, you know, um, so, and for me, you can't just be good. You've got to be exceptional in all aspects, uh, mm. you know, including uh, your attitude, including your people skills, you know, including your teamwork. And he's just, the only thing he can do is he can whip a good cross in. Mm. Well, Kepper's face knows that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what do you think, Berth? I think with Ziyech, um I think one, he's got a point to prove. Um, obviously, he didn't play for Morocco for a long time, he's only just come back in. Uh, and he's going to want to prove to people that he belongs there. Two, he wants to move from Chelsea. I think that's pretty obvious. So he's well, Every week something comes Cup. out. Yeah, yeah he, he's using the World Cup as um, almost like this is what I can do sort of thing. I think three, um, the Premier League is far too quick for him. I think in the World Cup, especially in the heat in Qatar, I think the games for the most part have been a lot slower paced, which suits the Ek a lot He'll more. be brilliant. He keeps getting linked with a move to AC Milan and he would be brilliant yeah. in Italy. It's just, Exactly, it's just, yeah. It's, not, it's just he's not set up for the pace of the game in the Premier League. You know, with all the backtracking that you have to do and all of that. It's nothing against him as a person, although I did say he was a massive baby. I do stand by that. Um, It's just that I also don't think he suits the way we play and he doesn't suit the way the Prem plays. I think technically, like, he's a very, he's actually a very good player. It's just his commitment actually sometimes lets him down and the pace of the Prem is just, he just can't do it. You know, he's very one dimensional, so he gets found out very quickly in the Prem. And he has to have that split second to think about what he's doing next. And I think in the Premier League, you, you, you get found out very quickly and you, you can tell we just don't want it at Chelsea. So, you know, uh, me, it, I, don't, I don't think we're wasting him at all. On the theme of uh, Morocco, did you notice that the BBC didn't realise that they'd replaced their goalkeeper, Bono? He saw, he basically yeah, that came, was weird. He, he came out with the team, he sung the national anthem and then he disappeared, but they didn't notice about, I think it was like the 35th, 36th, something along that line's minute apparently it was like a he 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 took a knock against Croatia and after a warm-up yeah he didn't feel himself bit of a migraine coming on so that's why he was replaced and hey say I, you didn't notice it and I was going to say you two get it well all, well all I'm saying is Morocco just took that and thought we'll win this game with or without you oh yeah this is what you listen to a Monday World Cup exactly. episode for, it's it, it's <laughs> It's it's puns like that back to back. Oh man! What a beautiful uh, day this is! What a beautiful day. Well, Chris it's is going to hate that. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the final day of ten a.m., one p.m., four p.m., and seven p.m. games because tomorrow it's three and seven. Is it? I believe. That's sad. I've yeah. looked, I've been enjoying watching football all day every day. Well, I mean, what's it this week? I think this weekend we have the return of leagues, the championship because Sunderland are back in action. So. If the fans missing it, eh, we're back. And League One. Anyway, I feel that's probably the best time to end it there. So, of course, thank you for listening to this episode. We know it's the World Cup and there's, you know, there's Chelsea, a lot of Chelsea listeners. They take some time off and then they'll come back, which is fine. We we love having whoever's listening. We really do appreciate every listen. So treat yourself well with that respect. Legend, as always. So with that, we've come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. We're going to be back on Friday with a topic. Don't know what it'll be. Won't be the Christmas quiz episode. That's a few weeks off, but it's it's coming. We've got to actually film it. So, yeah, Chris has got to be back in the studio for that. So when that happens, way. So, yeah, till then, that will be us signing off. 
You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.